0: Welcome to the For the Church podcast, another great gospel-centered resource from Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. My name is Jared Wilson. I'm an assistant professor of pastoral ministry and author-in-residence at Midwestern Seminary. And I'm here as always with my friend, my colleague, my co-host, Ross P. Ferguson. Ross P. Ferguson. I don't know, I thought I'd add you. I don't have a middle name. You don't have a middle name? I don't have a middle name. Well, so it might as well be P.
1: (laughs) Sure. I mean, it just flows. Ross P. Ferguson. There is actually a reason why I don't have a middle name. Okay. So my mother wanted to call my brother Ross Andrew Ferguson. Okay. And my brother's name is Andrew. uh, But my dad was in the Royal Air Force at the time. I just thought that, Royal Air Force. R-A-F. So they they basically disagreed on, on what they should call... Their first son, so they they got to the agreement of Andrew Ferguson for the first one and Ross Ferguson for a, a future boy. So uh, <laughs> with hence, no middle initial, hence no middle initial.
0: Whoa! So
1: I could have my brother could have been RAF, but um, okay. So
0: if you could pick any middle name, I'm sure nope. you've thought about this. Uh, well, what would you? pick? No, I,
1: I quite. I quite like putting N oblique A in all the boxes, not applicable. So there's, there's something special about that because the system fries every time you do it. Yeah. What about like an O, O apostrophe to make it extra Scottish? Oh, Ferguson. Oh, Ferguson. Also, uh, Ferguson. Just so you know, that's not Scottish, that's Irish. Well, that's what you've done okay. there. You, you, you basically make it more Scottish, you made me more Irish. Okay. All right, so the Scotch-Irish thing doesn't work because uh, said that doesn't exist. You Scot- say. Scotch is a drink, and <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear. Well, Scot- we don't talk about such things on the For the Church podcast. <laughs> well, you just mentioned it. So. Okay, yeah. Uh, but no, uh, I don't have middle names, so just just Ross Ferguson. People have tried to give me nicknames, yeah. and it's never really landed. So the best people come up with is Ross the Boss. Mm, that's just cause, nice. Yeah, well... Uh, I'm not really the boss, though, so that's the <laughs> But issue. it sounds cool. Uh, Fergie is quite often used, yeah. uh, but my brother had that in high school. Uh, and again, when most people hear Fergie, they think Singer yeah. for America or Alex Ferguson, um, the um, manager of uh, Man United Football Club. Okay. But my brother had kind of Fergie in high school, so I just had Fergie's little brother. <laughs> well, so, isn't
0: Fergie also like the Duchess of Sarah? Is it Sarah Ferguson? Sarah Ferguson, yeah. we we. Royal family. Yeah, yeah, the royal family. <laughs> are
1: you, are you going to try and sneak in a conversation about the coronation here? No, um, I wasn't actually, <laughs> okay. but
0: I just thought it's weird that you wouldn't go there. You would go to no. the singer or the... It's more that'd be more modern. Probably people of my generation would think of Sarah Ferguson, sure, yeah, 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 because yeah. she was in the name, yeah, I was Fergie's video.
1: little brother in both name and in size. My brother's much taller than I am, so yeah, uh, when we went around high school, it was just like, Hey, there's Fergie's little brother, <laughs> so that was my nickname growing
0: up. <laughs> That's cool, you know, Jason Marfield, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah at our, uh, he's a member at Liberty Baptist. He calls me Jay Money. I like that. Jay the old, Money. Yeah, well, he's like, hey, Jay Money. I'm like, whoa, that's nice. But he can say it. Like, if Jason yeah. says it, it, likes, it sounds cool. If somebody else called me that,
1: it wouldn't, it so wouldn't work. So my big question is, are people going to have to call you Dr. Wilson when you graduate? Or you They gonna, already or you gonna, do. Well, I, to be honest, I get Dr. Ferguson because yeah. in some places... Academic advisors are actually professors, yeah. so they confuse me for Doctor Ferguson, and I, I never correct them. I'm fine with that. being. Yeah, right. <laughs> I feel like
0: I'm guilty of stolen valor somewhat because <laughs> students will often say, you know, they'll address emails Doctor Wilson or they'll say, and I, I get weary of correcting them, and I don't want to make people feel bad either. So sometimes I'll say at the outset, just call me yeah. Jared or Professor Wilson if you like formality. I'm not a doctor yet, but. I don't want to just be correcting everybody, so. When you
1: do yeah. become a doctor, will you go in whiteboard and say, you know, good morning, everyone, my <laughs> name is Dr. Wilson.
0: You may have no. seen me on on books, Jared C. Wilson, but call me Dr. Don't Wilson. call me doctor. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just not my vibe, no. I don't okay. think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll enjoy hearing it, I think. Well, you but I don't will you go back to the future and go doc? <laughs> if I get my hair to come out crazy like that, maybe I'll, I'll do, I'll be doc. Hey, um, apparently I laid on the guilt trip so thick We have heard from so many people about reviews because apparently I went on a wine fest, W-H-I-N-E, wine fest, (laughs) um, not too long ago on the podcast and really kind of laid it on thick, apparently. People were really feeling it Yeah, because we have a number of reviews like, so Jared will stop talking about (laughs) it, so Jared will stop crying about it here's a review, but in any event, it worked. Yeah,
1: I mean, what made me laugh is actually our, our one of our last podcasts, I actually said, if you are a pastor that needs to be fed with positive compliments and, <laughs> and generally cared for and massages of ego, yeah. then you're the problem. And you were kind of like to me, whoa, you kind of, that's a bit, that's a bit much. Well, it seems like people have done this
0: for you. <laughs> it's like, give us reviews
1: it works. Uh, and
0: it works. It works, it works. Uh, yeah, so we have a number of reviews. The people I felt bad for were those like they couldn't figure it out. Like I was getting messages from people saying, I don't know how to leave a review. Like they were so <laughs> they were ashamed and they were sad and and you know, th- there's no guilt, right? There's freedom in Christ. So <laughs> if you can't figure out how to leave a review, some people, you know, one person said, I, I don't have Apple Podcasts. I listen on my desktop computer or, you know, basically, or I listen on the website. So there's not a place to do that. Like that's that's fine. Like if you don't have an outlet to do it. I'm just talking about these freeloaders who've got the Apple podcast <laughs> it's right there at your thumb at your thumb tip and and you don't do it see but, I, I think
1: you should just uh, if you don't have Apple podcasts and you're going through the website yeah just flood the for the church website with how great great this podcast is oh there you go someone somewhere is gonna be sitting at a desk going I don't know what to do during the summer well you know this is what they're gonna do well, <laughs> the the next level would be Talking us up on social media.
0: They, hey, I don't know if I've seen many yeah. shares
1: and retweets and things. That's the, the thing to
0: do it on Twitter and Facebook to say this new episode I just listened to is great or I you know love they talk about this subject. I mean, that's the way to go. I'm not going to lay any guilt on that, <laughs> but th- that's a very strategic and helpful. Let's just say it's a helpful thing for us. A couple new reviews. This one comes from Jacob Sebus. Jacob Seba says, I'm writing this review because Jared asked us to. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, he says. I would happily endorse this podcast as it is truly one of my favorites. The conversations are fun and edifying each episode, especially the mailbag episodes where relevant questions and topics are addressed. Also, Ross is my academic advisor, and he's the man. Go listen to this podcast. Five stars and lots of exclamation points in the review. Thanks so much, Jacob.
1: I've got to admit something there. Okay. I actually talked to him yesterday yeah. and I said, Have you left a review? And he said, No. And I said, Just remember who your academic oh, advisor is.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, y- You need to make sure that you Guilt mention Guilt me. and leverage. So you guilted him to do it and I guilted
0: him to mention me. I love it. All right. This comes from J Folk Ted's. Title of the review is Since You Wanted a Review. <laughs> I think I'm reading the correctly. J Folk Ted says, Since you guys asked, I have followed Jared Wilson since his days in Rutland, Vermont. Whoa, man, I got an old-timer, old-schooler here. Thanks, Jay Folktez, who continues to say, I think I read a blog on why I am millennial. I don't remember writing such a thing, but m- maybe I did. And since it was intriguing as well as mildly annoying, I started following his blogs on the Gospel Coalition. I enjoy you both being realistic about ministry. People can be this way, et cetera but also the thoughtfulness you put into episodes such as this one. I also really enjoyed the episode with Becky on their recent book, Go Outside, Keep Up the Good Work. And why does Ross call it being a resource? <laughs> <laughs> so, so how would you say this word? Resource. Okay. <laughs> I mean it's just accent. We're putting a different accent. No, you put
1: yeah, you put resource. I go resource. Yeah, so it's an accent on the yeah. different syllable yeah. is, is all we're doing there. Yeah. Yeah. But also Americans tend to speak more high pitched and Scottish tend to speak more low. So I go resource.
0: Is that what it is? Yeah.
1: Okay. Anyway.
0: Well, we've got some other reviews. We're gonna save those for some later episodes, kind of spread out the love. Thank you for writing these reviews, Jacob Sebas and J. Folk Ted's. And I always give my, you know, spiel at the end if you like it to leave us a review. But I'm going to do it on the front end if you, you can hear your review on the podcast. Even if it's negative, assuming it's funny, like if you're, you know, foul and just mean, we won't read it. But even if it's a negative review, if you're, if you're clever, I wouldn't mind reading that. That makes good radio, I think. Don't you think? No? Sure. Just be. <laughs> I'm not afraid of a negative
1: review. N- nor am I. But I have a funny feeling it would be more negative on the words I say. And, <laughs> and you know, I'm kind of like, you just bypass that. Yeah. Like someone picked up a word on how I said it and like, why is he doing this? And you're like, no, I'm just going to bypass that.
0: What do you, do you want to camp out on it? Are we upset that this person no. asked why you said resource? Honest, I'll tell
1: you what I am upset about, which you haven't mentioned.
0: Okay, is on social media. This is Ross's beef. This is my said. beef. Okay,
1: <laughs> so we have been. I've been your co-host now for a year. Yeah. Okay, and you asked for reviews and and questions That's for a mailbag later on. It's been a, it's been about a year now. Okay. And do you know what I'm seeing more and more recently? What? Hey, where's Ronnie Martin? Hey, where's Ronnie Kurtz? <laughs> hey, where's Becky? Hey, where's Mrs. Ferguson? Uh, can I just say, I'm the co-host. Stop
0: asking for other people. <laughs> I'm like... You're you you a little insecure, well,
1: all I'm saying is there's been at least four names mentioned. Okay. And I'm kind of starting to go... Um,
0: You're mentioned in uh,
1: plenty of these, actually. I, have you noticed? Uh, yeah, well... Look at Twitter. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to see.
0: Nobody – I don't think anyone really even sees on Twitter because I'll post about the podcast and it won't get any likes mm. or I, – I think there's a shadow ban thing for links. Yeah. I, I truly do think that. If I post about one of my books or something and I have like – if there's if there's an Amazon link – nothing it's like do you, do you know what crickets. you've done here is you've
1: taken my beef off <laughs> of, of saying uh, hey why is Ross still on
0: here and you've went yeah so my books <laughs> no I'm just saying I I've noticed the phenomenon of when there's a link yeah you know, like an outside link that it seems like there's less reaction or there's almost yeah. no reaction and I wonder if that has something to do with the algorithm of Twitter is set up these days. Well, they don't want you going anyplace else. The algorithm of the FTC podcast
1: is that you can ask, where's all these people? <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's only one guy that right makes Right now, I'm a... wishing one of those people was here <laughs> with me. <laughs> yeah, but only one of them will turn up at 7 a.m. in the morning. So
0: That's true. That's true. All right. Well... <laughs> That's my beef. Okay. okay. Well, um, speaking of beefs and people maybe wanting to switch jobs or switch positions, we're talking about how to leave a church today, not how to leave a podcast That was a good transition That wasn't okay. (laughs) How to leave a church. Mm. You and I have both experienced this. Uh, We've both left churches. We've also uh, been pastors of churches where people have left. And I think we would agree there are some um, okay ways to do this, and there are Mm. some not okay ways to do this. I've drafted sort of an outline of some things I think would be helpful. Let's talk about what we're talking about, right, in the sense that, we're not talking about those who are leaving because of what? there's hate. Her- yeah, there's her- – yeah. Oh, we, we're not talking about that. I thought what? we were. <laughs> 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 well, maybe as we dig into uh, so the reasons. Okay. I yeah. got you. I yeah. got you. So I didn't have in mind those who would leave a church because there is abusive or mm-hmm. toxic leadership or they're leaving a church because there's heresy being taught, right? Those would be, quote, unquote, good reasons to mm-hmm. leave a church. We're talking about those who are making a transition of some kind, preferential disagreement, maybe a move, something like that. And we're talking about the process of exiting. Is that correct? Or sure. Or am I? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's go there. <laughs> How you sort of lay out the off ramp, yeah. so to speak. So we're going to assume that there are good reasons, I guess, or there. Well, let's not just assume that. Let's, let's talk about that, actually, because the first thing that I have is the way to leave a church is to leave w- wisely. Yes. And I sort of wrote out what I think that means, like interrogating your own reasons. Mm -hmm. Are these legitimate reasons for leaving the church, or do they revolve around some tertiary disagreement? Is it a preference? Is this the result of a consumeristic approach to church Mm -hmm. where I wish the music was more like this, or I wish that, you know, things that might be significant, but they don't rise to the level of disfellowshipping or, or uncovenanting. Thoughts on... Yeah, I I, I, see. I think this is both how you join and how you leave.
1: Mm. If your reason for joining is a preference, then your reason for leaving will be when that preference is not met. So I think that's right. A a lot about it is how you come to a church. Uh, In terms of leaving a church, I I remember one particular guy in in my previous church. He visited, he said, you know, really like the ministry, really like what you're doing, really like the sermons, really like the team, uh, but worship not so good. So we won't be back. And that was it we never saw him again and i and i just thought actually what he doesn't know is that this worship team used to be one person and it's taken us seven months to get to 10 people and we're slowly but surely working through and this has been a prayer request for the church yeah the guy actually played lead guitar and was a singer and you thought you could have plugged in here and helped us Mm. but your immediate preference of what you wanted meant you wouldn't join which means that's why he left because his preference wasn't met So I think when it comes down to preferences, you've got to really check in on that as to would you be willing to say, actually, the love of these brothers and sisters is way more important as to whether that guitar gets used or this song gets sung. And again, within the realms of still biblical and and gospel-centered. But yeah, the reality for me is preference is really usually the biggest reason outside of practical elements. I'm a, a big fan of if you move house, and it's significant far away, then then look at a local church. You know, you're probably driving past 20 on the way. Right. Uh, but generally speaking, I struggle to think of reasons It's usually they fall out with a leader, fall out with another church member, or they don't have their preference met. Those are the kind of three negative reasons to leave, I would say. Uh,
0: yeah, sometimes there's sort of unspoken, maybe what we think are agreements, or they're just unspoken expectations. Yeah. And it's, I'm covenanting with you, so long as you don't, Yeah, Yeah. do this or that. And sometimes those things aren't explicit. They're not, of course, in the covenant, so to speak. They're just a preference issue or some sort of maybe a conviction issue Mm. that we kind of hold internally. I'm with you on the, you know, how you come in. I remember being in a, a new members class. This might have been the new membership class that my wife and I were a part of. And there were some folks who were in the new member class. You know, this is the class that you take as a prospective member of our church, and so you're learning all about the church and all that sort of thing. And I think we were being asked, you know, why Liberty? Why are we, Mm. you know, wanting to join Liberty? And one lady said, it's smaller than my last church, and I like that it's small. And we all have preferences in that area, but my spidey sense was tingling because I thought, okay, how big is not small anymore? And does that mean you're only here as long as we don't grow? Yeah. It's one thing to prefer smaller churches to larger churches. It's another thing when that becomes such a animating – this is why I'm joining yeah. that. Does that mean you're not going to evangelize? Yeah, that yeah. that you're going to be committed to us being a small church at what number, at, at what yeah. point? Again, you know, it's a preference issue. We all have those. I prefer a smaller church to a big church. At the same time, I don't want to say, I'm with you as long as you don't get big. Yeah. Because, gosh, what a – you know yeah. – but you, you can restriction take, to put on yourself. Yeah. You can take those preferences
1: and, and really take them to a very negative, because in some senses, you can see the positive in that. Yeah. It's an individual that just struggles maybe with larger churches and connections. Yeah. Still a preference, but you can kind of see a positive a spin on that. My first church uh, that I was a pastor in, I came in and I did a kind of five-week series on what it means to be a Christian, just kind of basic gospels, uh, gospel message. And then I was going to go into probably I think it was one of the Gospels to preach on. And I think week four or five of that five week series, a member came to me and just said, if you don't start preaching from the Gospels this Sunday, I'm out and I'm taking my money with me. (laughs) And he was basically a guy that only believed that the four Gospels should be preached. So his preference was, I only want to hear the four Gospels preached, anything else, I'm out. And again, that's when we're starting to move to real negative preferences because you're basically saying, I don't want to hear the Bible preached. Um, I only want this subsection preached. And so I've had lots of those from a a pastor perspective of people kind of giving unrealistic demands on the ministry. Oh sure. And when those demands are not met, well, the leaders are really bad people, so I'm out of here. So they create an environment of toxicity, but actually there was no environment there because it was all based on a preference.
0: Yeah, well, this maybe flows into the next sort of note that I have is so you want to leave wisely meaning that you've got a good reason, mm-hmm. a substantive reason, a practical reason. But if it's sort of falling into the level of preference or other that you leave charitably, mm-hmm. right? That you don't trash the church, that you don't turn your preference into a campaign mm-hmm. to draw others to your side for this preference. Again, we're not talking about someone from the, you know, pulpit is preaching, you know, heresy that there is you know, an abusive leadership in the church or something like that. We're just talking about you didn't agree with some yeah. you know, decision that's not a black or white thing or there's some preference issue musically or just whatever it is. You're not turning that into, let me get people on my side yeah. to sort of marshal support from my point of view. That was one of the things I was going to say is when we leave an environment, uh, whether it be
1: a working environment, a study environment or, or a church environment, your role at that point is not to try and gather a team and, and walk out. Yeah. Uh, your role at that point is to, as you say, lovingly be very honest with why you're leaving. And if that reason is you've moved house, or you just want uh, something a little bit closer, or you you feel very passionate about your local environment and evangelism, and this particular church is doing that, and, and you're wanting to really plug into your local area uh, to do so, then. Don't go into a kind of beat down of this is the bad things here and this is why I'm leaving. I call these kind of push and pull factors that often people will leave something because of a push factor. They'll say something's wrong here, so I'm pushed out. Uh, But often we need the pull factor, positivity from somewhere else. And you need kind of both factors to leave. Hmm. Something that's going, hmm, this is not quite right here for me. And pull factor, actually, I think this is where God wants me to be. Often, what people hear in a move is just the push factors. It's just like this happened or this wasn't here, but they forget to say the positivity of do you know I'm, I live in this local area, there's been a church plant. I really want to support them as we seek to reach people. Right. you know, tell people about the pull factors, tell them about the positivity. And in that sense, you're not trying to build a team. You're trying to say God's doing something in my life, and I'm excited about it.
0: Yeah, you know I, I mean I can tell you as as someone who's had folks leave churches and for all different kinds of reasons, if someone were to come and say, we want to be on mission in this area of the city, the gospel is underrepresented there, mm. or there's a church plant and we want to be a part of that. Man, I would, even if I'm grieving the loss of gifted, valuable team members, you know, you can't be mad at that. Nope. Only a jerk, only an ego centered person who wants to yep. build their own kingdom would really be upset about that. In some ways, I see that as a win for my own ministry. Yeah. Like, oh, you get to send them. They're pipe. so discipled here that they value the gospel and they yeah. value mission. What a, incredible thing. You know, you can take some credit for, you know, having church members who love lost people. And yeah, yeah and you get to send them out. It can be a celebratory yeah. thing and an exciting thing to do. I can say just as demoralizing as the person who leaves sort of breaking every dish on the on the way out are the people who leave without saying anything. They just slip out. They yep. just ghost you, yep. basically. That's so demoralizing. Yeah. And I can think trying to be charitable for their end. I think sometimes folks do this because they don't know what to say. They're embarrassed. They don't want to hurt your feelings. And in their mind, this is how they're not hurting your feelings. You know, I don't want to tell you that I don't like your preaching or that I don't like this or I don't like that. So we're just going to quietly step away. I'd rather hear, hey, this is why we're leaving. I don't want you to scream at me or yell at me or anything, but Let's have a conversation and let's be yeah. loving towards each other it's, in the conversation. It's a
1: family. I mean, that's the thing. That's the key thing here is right. that if, and I think I know a lot of pastors in the UK I served alongside really struggled with this, that you can pour your heart into mm-hmm. people's lives and you would hope they're doing the same to you because you're brothers and sisters in one church together. And then to just disappear, you almost want to put missing posters up because you because <laughs> right. you love that person, go like, what's yeah. going on in your life? And you wouldn't do that with your family. With your family, you would sometimes have frank conversations. You know, I won't be coming round because of this situation until it improves. You would still have them because deep down there is still a love there that you want to give your reason. You want to say, and so I would really encourage that. The way I phrase this is, don't burn your bridges. Hmm. And and that can either be because you've absolutely railed against somebody and you've had a big fight, or that can also be that you just disappeared. Because from a, a pastoral perspective and from a church membership perspective, uh, that's your reference. So, so you know, in New Testament time, a reference would go with them. So, <laughs> right, you know, right. uh, a, a church, yeah, I don't know who that person is. They haven't been here for four years. or But also the Christian community is very small. So as much as we love the fact that the gospel is spreading and people are coming to Christ, also the Christian community in, in local areas are, is pretty small. Yeah. So if you go to another local church, y- you really think that no one's heard about your behavior. You really think that you can go to another church and say, oh yeah, that was just a blip. Like Christian community is small. If you've burnt your bridges, it will be known. And so one of the best ways is, as you say, charitably, even if you disagree with something, you can say, look, I really disagree with this. I don't really want to get into a major fight about it. Here's my reasons, Would love to hear your reasons. I don't think my mind's going to change on this, but can we pray over it and then depart as brothers or sisters in Christ? Now there might still be a tinge of hurt feelings, at least bridges are not burnt, that you can still return to that person in five years, 10 years time out in Walmart and just say to them, hey, how's the church going? You know, Yeah. if you are scared of seeing somebody after leaving a church, you've left incorrectly.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the peaceable transition means that we're not saying one thing to leaders and then behind their backs, gossiping about them or badmouthing them or the church in general, right? So we're sort of seeding these sorts of landmines, I guess, that people can walk into. Gosh, it's so discouraging to have someone say, totally fine. You know, I just disagree with this one thing, but we're we're straight. And then you find out later they're not they're They're talking about you, you know, that you were this way or that way. And you're thinking, well, gosh, why wouldn't they say that to me? You know, why couldn't we work that out? Do the reconciliation that you think Mm -hmm. may be necessary to, yeah, button all that up to not leave on bad terms. I had a family once that was leaving a church. Uh, This is one of my, you know, a church in my past. Very divisive. Mm. And I think they thought they were doing me a favor by just sort of disappearing. They didn't come have a conversation about this is why we're leaving. I think they probably thought, if I'm being charitable, they probably thought, Jared will be glad that we're gone Mm. because, you know, we're not happy here. But gosh, they had stirred up such division. They had been so destructive in what they were doing. Then they ghosted and they went to a friend of mine's church in the next town over and I was waiting for a phone call from my friend, you know, to say like, hey, I got this family from your church. What's the Mm -hmm. situation? Never did that. So I called him and just said, look, I'm I'm not saying that they're not happy there. You know, obviously they're going to your church because there's something there that they like or whatever. But you just need to know, like, how they treated me and how they treated this church and what they did here. And they're leaving kind of a smoking crater of of their own behavior on the way out and I don't want you to be caught off guard yeah. if this were to happen to you because they're not legitimate reasons why they're doing this. And they could have avoided that if they had just come to me and said, look, we obviously don't get along. You know, if mm-hmm. they had just tried to make yeah. some kind of peaceable exit, but they pulled the pin out of the grenade and walked out. I had
1: several uh, members. So uh, my last church situation was revitalization. Quite often in revitalization situations, uh, there will be a kind of coming and going for a little period of time. And one of the things I said is if you're heading to another church, I will be communicating with that church just to let them know that your membership is kind of transferring over. We'll have a discussion. I like the, personally, I like the finality of that. I like being able to say to another pastor, well, no, that's a weird way of saying it. I don't like (laughs) just saying, hey, they're your responsibility. But more, I like that they're now your church's members. So I'm transferring care to you. And I've done that on several occasions and actually... Pastors and and kind of months later came back going. Were you aware of this situation? I was like yeah, yeah, I was aware of that situation, and you know communication between pastors are important. Uh, one of the things I can say is in my own personal experience, uh, that charitable nature um takes time, so it's not something that just happens overnight. So when I was actually leaving my my last pastor, and I know it's a little bit different for members as it is the pastor, uh, it took nine months total between thinking it's time to leave and actually leaving the church itself. And in that nine months, I opened the doors to anybody that wanted to speak to us about that decision. We were always honest. We made it public. And we were very clear as to our reasons. At no point in that nine months was a beef, you know, pulled out, you know, we were yeah. very clear. And actually our leaving service, it was really an emotional time because actually the church realized this. this is what God kind of wants to do in our lives. And as much as it's sad, because we loved our church, it's time to change. Hmm. And I think that's the key thing is a charitable nature is not saying, hey, I need a meeting on Friday. I will no longer be attending church. A charitable nature is over several weeks. Yeah, that's my last point.
0: It. Slowly. Yeah. Right? So Take wisely, charitably, peaceably. Slowly, don't rush. Yeah. Ideally, you're in a covenant community. You have fellowshipped with these people, not based on a preference issue, but you have become brothers and sisters. Hmm. And you don't want to make a rash decision. So don't leave without a conversation. Don't leave without alerting your leaders. We received a letter recently from a family that's making a transition due to having moved further away. Mm-hmm. Totally legitimate reason for leaving the church. It's you sat all around. But this has been weeks, months of sort of, oh, you know, how you doing? What's going on? I mean, we've been aware of mm-hmm. this sort of transition. It's been a long off-ramp. And the letter was very thoughtful. The letter expressed grief about leaving the church. The, the you know, letter was commending the community of our church, that they're not shaking their fist about anything or that it's not, it's not a preference issue in terms of what we're doing ministry-wise. It's simply about this is closer to our home. It's better for our family with young children, et cetera. They did it in the right way. Yeah. If you're going to do this bittersweet thing, mm-hmm. you know, they did it thoughtfully and slowly. Don't just sort of walk out slamming the door, yeah. you know metaphorically or literally, don't do not do that. And this, again, comes back to why you would join a
1: church and yeah. how you would join a church. You join a church slowly. You don't just turn up one week and say, I want membership, you know, yeah. because you've got to, I think we at our church do, at least four weeks. We want we want to see at least attendance right. for four weeks, so you at least know what we're like. Maybe attend a different ministry or something like that. So if you're looking at leaving, I, I, I as a pastor, I've actually loved hearing this from members where they've said, you know, we're thinking about a change and what we're going to do is for, you know, the month of June, we're actually going to visit four different churches and see if there's anything in those churches. We'll come back for July and then we'll sit down with you and talk about where we're thinking about going. You know, that conversation, that's incredible because that's somebody that is wisely, peaceably, charitably taking their time to just see, is God asking us to change or actually have we misread this signal? Um, And that's something we have committed to do um, even when we've looked for pastorate positions, is we've said, actually, let's let's not interview this Sunday. Let us, just as a family, attend. Yeah. Let us see what the church is like. And no interview, if, if we don't like it, that's okay. Um, you know, It's not, not a big deal. We've, we've at least just visited and encouraged one another. And I think that's the key thing is, if you're leaving, ergo, you're joining somewhere, well, you're going to take time joining somewhere, therefore you should take time leaving somewhere.
0: Yeah, that's good. Good. Anything else to say on, on leaving a church? Um, you got a whole
1: notebook full of well, <laughs> things here. I hey, know. All I'll say is you sound like you're going to release a blog. I am looking at my <laughs> uh, notes going, these were clearly scribbled later. I thought night. you'd
0: be impressed because normally I come in here with zero prep.
1: To, to be honest, I'm feeling a little intimidated <laughs> at the minute. I've
0: so got my don't... laptop open. I never have that. I'm just
1: sort of winging it usually. I, I actually have notes. <laughs> and I've gone the opposite this week. Okay. Uh, for me, I think one of the biggest things is uh, when leaving a church, you have to think, about how Christ would behave in these mm. situations. I know it's a cheesy thing of what would Jesus, what would Jesus do? do, Yeah, but you've got to think that way. Because if you don't think that way, you're gonna be tempted to think the way the world leaves things. Like a gym membership, I hate this thing, bang, I'm gone. I'm yeah. not paying anymore, I'm not giving my dues. You know, actually being overly generous, overly charitable is the way that you go. And um, I actually did have a member that once left, Revitalizations um, time and they were very aware of kind of budgetary issues that we were having as a church. And they just said, look, we're going to be leaving. I think it's going to take a few months. Our giving is going to continue and it will continue until we're a member somewhere else. Mm. And again, just in that like overly generous heart, I'm not talking that money's the issue here. It's, it's the attitude of just being overly generous through that process. Yeah. So even if somebody says, look, I think we've changed this in church. I would really hope that you could see that be overly generous and say, okay, for the next few weeks, yeah, we'll, we'll see if that change has occurred. We'll see if that's the right thing. Just giving that attitude of generosity, which means it'll take more time, but that shouldn't be a problem because you're always wanting to think the best rather than the worst of the situation. So yeah, for me, it's just think about a generous heart. Christ gave time, gave charity, gave love and affection to others without limit. So try not limit That in your church move at the same time.
0: That's good. And, you know, maybe at some point we we should do an episode for leaders of when Mm. someone's leaving your church. Because that's a good, uh, yeah, Yeah. that's a good, uh, the generosity of Christ is a good outlook to have as well, right? right? You you don't own people, pastor. (laughs) Uh, They're not your people before they're Christ's people. And so long as you're seeking out building Christ's kingdom and not your own, you can be generous with people. You can understand that having someone who is, you know, set on being unhappy in your church may not be the best thing. So why would you want to keep them anyway? I mean, there's all sorts of considerations, but being charitable yourself, being slow to respond, if you're feeling discouraged or disappointed or even irked by somebody's decision to leave, being peaceable uh, in your own right. I'm sure there are leaving church members or members who have left churches right now who wish we would say just a couple of things about, about pastors. Um, because uh, some pastors don't respond to people leaving yeah. very well or very Christ-like, so we want to put a word in for that as well. I just remembered one thing I'd thought
1: of last night. It's yeah. just come back to me. When a new pastor is hired, don't resign your membership immediately. Yeah. And go somewhere else. Yeah, give them six months. Yeah, you may be proven wrong, and you would hope that you are proven wrong—that actually this pastor is yeah. the right choice. Revitalization often happens. The pastor comes in quarter of the membership disappears right. overnight. I had that in one church, I was hired. 24 hours later, 12 members gone. Wow. Um, so I was a controversial hire. But one of the things is, give the guy six months Yeah. and give him that charity of saying, do you know, gotta be honest, I didn't vote for you and I'm nervous about the future of this ministry, but I'm gonna stay here for six months. I'm yeah. gonna pray for you every week in the ministry and I pray that it will be beneficial. And after six months, if you don't think it's right, then at least you can go to them and say, I have tried. I genuinely have. So give give six months yeah. if a new pastor is hired before, before
0: you think about leaving. That's good. At least I, I had a lady resign her membership before I even showed up. She just didn't like the cut of my jib. She saw that I was the one they were calling, and she she, she, she resigned. She heard you were called J-Money. Maybe then, that's right? probably what it was. We don't need any prosperity gospel J-Money <laughs> preachers around. Hey, it was a good episode. If you enjoyed the episode, dear listener, give us a good review on Apple Podcasts. That's the only place that you can do it, apparently. (laughs) You can't do it on Spotify. I think you can star. You can give high stars on Spotify. Uh, Wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and on social media, let people know. We're out there. We exist, and we make good podcast content. And until next time, may Jesus be big in your church. You've been listening to the For the Church podcast, hosted by Jared Wilson, found online at ftc.co. This resource is brought to you by Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Kansas City, Missouri, where we train leaders for the church.